I think I got this thing ready. Is today the 28th? It is. 28th. Alright, this is Buddy Eddie Wade. And we'd like to welcome you to the Wednesday night Bible study tonight. We'll be uh, teaching again uh, out of the book of Acts. Uh, we'll probably stay tonight in Acts chapter 10 talking about Cornelius. Uh, we'll be speaking quite a bit along the lines of Cornelius. Our, our theme or our, our direction is trying to help people, first of all, to know they're saved. And if they're not, help them get saved. And then help them to understand what they need to do after they get saved. We're just trying to help people in the category of salvation. Uh, we just got to update uh, Brother Joe. Uh, he, he made it through his hip replacement. Uh, he's home. Uh, Rita said doing good. Uh, probably uh, won't be too long. He'll be able to, to uh, go on his own again. And I, I was telling them, uh, you know, we've come a long ways. It just seems like they can do anything nowadays. They, they can just... They just got so expertise and and procedures and medicines and stuff. And I thank God for it. I'm not against it, but I have to admit I'm not necessarily ready to take an ST plunge just yet. But one of these days, old brother Eddie probably have to have a surgery. I've never had one in my life. Probably break a bone. I've never broke one. Never been put to sleep. Been gifted. And when I stop and think about it, if anybody would have broke a bone, it would be me. If anybody would have had surgery, it would have been me. I've done everything uh, detrimental that you could do to this body. Some reason or other, uh, it's held up under the circumstances, and I thank God for it. We'll have a word of prayer. We've got Brother Eric with us tonight. What a blessing to have him here. He's going to sing tonight. Are uh, you going to sing, Rita? Uh, hey, sister Sarah. All right, Brother Patrick. You want to sing tonight? Uh, yeah, yeah. Alright, we've got a couple going to sing tonight. We're going to have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the privilege. And Lord, for the blessing to be in your house tonight. Lord, you're so worthy to receive the word of your suffering. Lord, you gave your all for the church. You loved it. church gave yourself for it. And Lord, the church ought to be a blessing to you. It ought to be a, it ought to be a gift to you. Lord, to sing our best songs. Lord, to give our best praise. And Lord, we're to be faithful, Lord, to, to it because of you. Bless us, Lord, here tonight, Lord. And, and Lord, we pray for all those be listening tonight. Uh, we know, Lord, there's a lot of people out there hurting tonight. And Lord, you're the great physician. You're the Lord God that healeth us. You visit us with healing your wings. You're the good shepherd tends to your sheep. And Lord, I just pray for those, my wife, Lord, she's still recovering. Pray you be with her. Uh, Lord, we got good report, Lord, from, uh, from uh, Mark and Kay Hurt. We pray you continue blessing upon them. And Lord, we just had to stop a Sunday school lesson last Sunday. Lord, Sister Bonnie showed up, Lord, and she's been through that deep valley, Lord. And she come in, Lord, and we just stopped and shouted with her. And we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you to hear that people are doing better. Lord, we want to pray, Lord, even tonight for Kevin, Lord, for Keith, Lord, for Bruce, Lord, for Sarah's stepdad, for Faye. Lord, we pray, Lord God, tonight for Brother Mitchell and Phyllis, Lord, her sister's got stage four cancer. Lord, if it wasn't a God in heaven, we wouldn't even waste our time praying for her, Lord. But we know that you're able, Lord, not only to heal her, but Lord, you're even able to raise people from the dead. And that gives us, Lord, confidence, Lord, to keep praying and keep believing, keep asking on her behalf. Help her, Lord, with that matter about that stage four cancer. Lord, I pray for her daughter. And I pray for Phyllis also, Lord, struggling, Lord, with her health falling. I pray for her son, Mike, Lord, that his house, uh, the water busted, Lord, done all kind of damage to his house. And we pray for Mike, Lord. I, I know mentally, Lord, he's suffering and, and I know financially Lord he's suffering they said his insurance wasn't even going to pay for the damage but I pray for Mike tonight and I pray Lord Father for her daughter Phyllis's daughter Connie Lord be with her Lord we can't name them all but Lord we, would, we wish they were all here tonight we thank you for these that are here we pray you blessings upon the service Lord tonight if there's any way Lord that we could be a blessing 
I pray you'd help us to do it, Lord. And, and Father God, I, I pray, Lord God, tonight for Lord the lost out there, Father, might be listening. I pray they'd be drawn to you with cords of love. I pray they'd hearken, Lord, dear God, tonight. Thank you for the people we got to witness to today. Thank you, Father, for those, Lord, that was so interested. Ask several real good questions. We were able to give them the answers. We thank you for that. Lord, I pray you bless your children. Bless your church. Bless your name here. In Jesus' name we ask it, Father. Amen. Amen. All right, Brother Eric, you want to sing first, Brother? Absolutely. All right. I can't sing a lick by faith. I suppose it can. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, bless him, Lord. This is your song, Brother Wade. All right. All right. This is good. Wasn't about men. Read it forever. Hallelujah. I should be all right. Thank you. We noticed she was kind of stumbling. She kind of had a head tilt. Just a slight head tilt. Bless him, Lord. There's a lighthouse on the hillside. That overlooks life's sea And when I'm tossed It sins out of life That I might see And the light that shines In darkness now Will safely lead me it wasn't for that lighthouse. Amen. I she would sail no more. Yes, Everybody that lives around us, they say, why don't you tear the lighthouse down? You see, the big ships, they don't sail this way anymore. And there's no use in standing around. But my mind goes back to that stormy night with just in time. Amen. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Well, Thank God for that White House. That that's that's the way that the guy in the in the in there that's why he does. He, I mean, he really gets into it's it. Up there, all right. He really gets into it. So Amen. You know. I have a tendency to get rid of into it myself. I'll tell you right now, I'm not just here just sit on this chair. I'm gonna get blessed. Amen. 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 Bob Malkin called me today that Orthodox Jew is saved and he has shouted my ear off and I shouted with him. Right there in the nursing home, we just shouting all over the place. For Trump, the WGU is a six-month period. There's people coming down the wall. What was wrong? Wasn't that yeah. wrong? It was good. <laughs> Hang on. Start without me. Bless him, Lord. Yeah. I'm on my way. tonight wish you'd made the decision to be here. Miss that on this blessing. I mean we just shout we're having a pretty good time. Amen. Amen. I tell you what Esau missed the blessing. The reason he missed the blessing because he wasn't there when it was passed out. Amen. That ain't enough Stephen. Now let's see here. John 21. Maybe Stephen. Let me get it straight here. He missed the blessing because he wasn't there when Jesus showed up. I want to get the name right. Come on, Eddie. Oh, okay. I was in the wrong chapter. No wonder. Thomas. Thomas missed the blessing. I want to get the name right. You know, when somebody misses a blessing, I don't want to miss their name. Amen. But anyway, I really enjoyed that singing. I wasn't expecting to be that good, but I'm glad I got to get in on it. Amen. All the things of God are good. And nothing to be refused. I like good singing. Amen. Amen. Good. Good job. All right. We want to take our text tonight. And we'll be teaching tonight. 
I already know what I'm preaching on this Sunday. I ain't got a message like this a long time, but I'm looking forward to preaching this Sunday. And uh, it'll be good. And the Lord don't always pass by, but when He does, I like it when He does. He done put me on course for this Sunday. I'm looking forward to preaching. Amen. That's chapter number 10. And thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, like I said, maybe you're out there tonight and uh, you're, you're, you got questions about what it means to be saved and uh, you're interested in knowing that you're saved. Let me say this. God's interested in you knowing you're saved. 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. God said, These things I've written unto you that believe that you may know that you have eternal life. God wants you to know. And I want you to know. And I know I'm saved. That's a big plus, amen. But uh, God gives us of His Spirit. And our Spirit bears witness with His Spirit. We're children of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 18. And 1 John chapter 3, verse 2 says, Now we're the sons of God. Uh, you don't have to endure to the end. Uh, not only can you know you're saved, but I'll tell you right now, uh, you ain't got to wait on it. Uh, I'll tell you right now, but if you're saved, you can enjoy being saved. It's a wonderful thing. Amen. Amen. Alright. Acts chapter number 10. And the story of this chapter is about a Gentile. Uh, salvations of the Jews. Jesus mentioned that to a woman at a well in John chapter 4 and uh, verse 22 he told that woman at that well she was a thirsty woman and uh, she had a, a worldly thirst but she also had a spiritual thirst that she didn't know and the Lord brought that spiritual thirst out and he talked about her. her uh, I'm trying to follow the order, and I don't know I'm going to be in Acts chapter 10. But uh, he talked to her about her earthly first in verse 13. And he said to her, Whosoever drink of this water shall thirst again. That's that earthly first. But he said in verse 14, Don't let that spiritual thirst, Whosoever drink of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And that woman, upon hearing that, she said, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. And that's kind of where the lost are. They don't really understand it. She made a legitimate question. She had a legit, legitimate request there, you know. But down here in verse 22, the reason I turned over here, Jesus told this woman, He, he said, Ye worship, you know now what, I'm cutting a lot of chase out right here, but he said, Ye worship, you know now what? He said, We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. The only reason I turned over is for that one place there, salvation of the Jews. We're talking tonight about a salvation of a Gentile. What's a Gentile, Brother Eddie? Well, if you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. Amen. Like I said, I had good fellowship, Brother Bob Malkin up there in Ohio. And uh, he's a saved Jew. And uh, there's a few of them out there. But old Bob, he's a saved shouting Jew. Amen. And I love talking with old brother Bob. He called me today. We had good conversation. Alright, Acts chapter number 10. Uh, we'll read the first six verses here and comment on them. We'll kind of expound tonight. In the first one, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. What was his name? Alright, y'all are listening. A centurion of a band called the Italian band. He's a soldier. That's what that word centurion means. A devout man, one that feared God with all of his house, and which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. Sound like he's already saved, don't it? Mm -hmm. But you see, a lot of people have the look, but it's not, you know, it's not clean on the inside. Yeah. Jesus said, you know, you clean the outside of the cup. But he said inside, he said you're full of dead men's bones. Well, Cornelius here, he's got religion. Uh, he's a devout man. Uh, that means, you know, that uh, he, he tries to be godly. He's one that fears God with all of his house, uh, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He's got all the works of a saved man. Verse 3 here, you see God, He said in Genesis chapter 6, 
His spirit would not always strive with man. When well, verse 3 he says, He saw in a vision. Now we're, talk, we're not talking about a television here. We're talking about like, you know, something revealed to him from God. He saw in a vision, evidently, about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming in to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. I want you to notice that this angel knew his name. Verse 4, And when he looked on him, he was afraid. Now if an angel coming in tonight, we'd probably all make a door. I mean, we'd probably rumble him out of the building. I'll just tell you, I've had a few conversations, but not with angels. Amen? But anyway, he was afraid. And he said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers, thine alms, are come up for memorial before God. In other words, what he'd been doing had been noticed. God looked down and saw here a man that wanted to know him. And by the way, uh, I do know God personally. The reason I say that, if I was to ask Eric, not Eric, you know Donald Trump? No, not really. I <laughs> say, you might say, yeah, I know who Donald Trump is, and then I'd say, do you know him personally? And you say, no. Well, that's kind of like what I'm talking about right here. He knew of God. He prayed to God. It says there in verse number 2, he prayed to God always. And uh, here he is. He's got everything except the most important thing. The Bible says if any man have not spirit of Christ, he's none of his. He just needs spirit. He's got all of the religion down pat. And anyway, he said unto him, Thy prayers and arms are come up from a memorial before God. Verse 5, and, and you know, this is a lost man. I'm, I'm talking about the lost need help. This is a lost man needs help. God's going to provide for him the help that he needs. Verse 5, he says, Now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodgeth with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. Now I'm talking about the lost need help. Here's a man, he's a religious man. He's got all of his ducks in a row. He's just missing one duck. That rich young ruler come running to Jesus. What must I do that I may have eternal life? Uh, he, he, Jesus told him, like one thing, buddy. I mean, he done it. He said, I've kept all the commandments. And the Lord loved him. And yet he said, you lack one thing. If you're lost out there tonight, the only reason you're not saved is because you lack one thing. And until you surrender all, you're still going to come up lacking one thing. Well, here Cornelius is. He don't understand it. Maybe you're out there tonight. You don't understand it. But bear with us here. Now, he told him in verse 6 uh, to go to Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the seaside, and he shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. You know, sometimes you've got to go somewhere to find out what you need to know. Yeah. So he's going to send for this help. Verse 7, when the angel which spake unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier. I told you this man's a centurion and he's like a captain. So he sends a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. Why did he send them to Joppa? That's where Simon was at. I knew you was paying attention. I'm asking a few questions not to keep you on your toes. Amen. But he... He sent them to where he was told to go. Now, verse 9, On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, I want you to know God was working on Cornelius. Now God's going to work on the other end. And uh, as he drew nigh to the city, Peter went up on top of the, up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And uh, I say this about all preachers out there, you better learn how to pray. I'm going to tell you something Jesus said in Luke chapter 18 verse 1 He would that all men everywhere might pray and faint not and about all we ever do is faint and seldom ever pray. But Peter here uh, I, I commend him on this. He went up on top of the housetop to about the sixth hour to pray and uh, he became very hungry. That tells me he's Baptist. It would have eaten but uh, while he, they made ready he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened and a certain vessel descended unto him as it had been a great sheet knit at, four, at the four corners let down to the earth 
wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. And there came a voice unto him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that's common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God has cleansed, that call not that call not thou common. Now, I want you to know God was working on Cornelius's end. Now he's working on this preacher <clears throat> trying to get him up to the task at hand. <clears throat> preacher's not, Peter, the preacher, is not going to be able to help Cornelius without the help of God. So God is preparing Peter for this situation that's coming to him. And he says, What God has cleansed, call not thou common. This was done thrice, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Now, while Peter doubted in himself what this vision, remember Cornelius got a vision. Here, Peter's talking about the vision that he just got, which he had seen, should mean. In other words, Peter's saying, Lord, what are you trying to say to me? Well, while all that's going on, God's already told him. And Peter's a Jew. A Jew, they just eaten certain things and the Lord purposely put these things in here in verse number 12 and purposely told him, rise, kill, and eat. And uh, he's, he's doubting what, what this vision should mean, which he's seen. He said, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate and called and asked whether Simon was a surname Peter were lodged there. And like I said, this is kind of the way God works here. Verse 19, While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Now, there's a man needing help, Cornelius, and the preacher's needing help. And while he's thinking on the vision that God gave him, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Verse 20 is a key verse. Arise therefore and get thee down and go with them. Doubt nothing. I have sent them. That's the confirmation. A lot of things I don't understand. But I like it when God works whether I understand or not. Mm -hmm. I could get, I could elaborate on that. But I'm looking back there at time clock. I'm going to try to stay on the schedule tonight. But God's working on both ends here. You got a Gentile, salvation's of the Jews, he's a Gentile. God's opened the door here for the Gentiles to be saved. Peter don't understand all of this, but he's told right here in verse 20, Arise therefore, get thee down, go with them, doubt nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius, and said, Behold, I am he whom ye seek. What is the cause wherefore ye are come? And they said, Cornelius, the centurion, a just man, one that feareth God, and of good report among all the nation of the Jews, was warned from God by a holy angel to send for thee to his house and to hear words of thee. <clears throat> so, Peter's asking the question, what's the cause, wherefore you're come? And they put it out there simple uh, explanation here about Cornelius had sent them to send for him. Verse 23, Then he called them in and lodged them. And on the morrow, Peter went away with them. With, and this is important right here. And certain brethren from Joppa accompanied him. So Peter didn't go alone. But in its meantime, you'll notice here, and on the morrow after they entered into Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them, and had called together his kinsmen and their friends. So Cornelius got a crowd waiting for Peter to show up. Peter's taking some with him here, verse 23. But Peter, it says, And Peter was coming in, and Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. You see, Cornelius, like that woman at the well, didn't really understand about how to be saved. So he thinks that Peter... You know, a lot of people, and I, I am going to take a little time right here. Yeah. A lot of people think, you know, kiss the Pope's ring, and I'm going to be all right. Or he's going to put a blessing on. I seen just recently where the Pope's blessing same-sex unions. I'm going to tell you right now, don't put confidence in man. Right. 
Look to God. I, I love men of God. And if He's a man of God, it'll line up with the book. If they don't line up with the book, I'll tell you right now, Cornelius here, he's a lost man. And uh, he don't know no better. He runs over here to Peter. And uh, he, he falls down at Peter's feet and worship Peter. Peter took him up saying, Stand up! I myself also am a man. I commend Peter for that. There's a lot of men that they don't deny. You know, I'll be honest, that's vain glory. Peter wouldn't benefit anything by allowing Cornelius to worship him. But a lot of men allow it. And uh, they make big ado about their self. I mean, their hair, I ain't got no hair. But they make their hair just right. They got the right look. They got the silver tongue. They're great orators. I'm not a great orator. I don't know why in the world God called me to preach. I know Paul said that God counted him faithful. Put him in the ministry. That's probably the only qualification I've got, to be honest with you. But uh, God uses uh, things uh, that people wouldn't use. And uh, that's one reason people put faith in them. They say, that's got to be the Lord, I guess. But anyway, he took him up saying, Stand up, I myself also am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found that they were found many that were coming together. Now every preacher wants a crowd. Don't get me wrong, I'll preach the one. But I, I thank God well, there's a crowd right here. Said, found many that were coming together. And he said unto them, You know how that it's an unlawful thing for a man that's a Jew to keep company or to come unto one of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. I want you to know God has opened the door right here in this chapter 10. we got a lot of people today, they think they got it all figured out. Right. Don't never limit God. Uh, I've been surprised so many times by things that God has done and there was no denying the fact that it was God that done it. So Peter here, thanks to the vision he got, uh, Cornelius, uh, now he's got his request. Peter's come to him. And uh, Peter here says, uh, you know the situation he's in, he said, God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Now Peter still struggled with this, so bear with us here. Verse 29 Peter says, Therefore came I unto you without gainsaying, as soon as I was sent for, I asked therefore for what intent ye have sent for me. Now that's a logic question, logical question. He said, Why did you want me to come to you? And Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting unto this hour. And at the ninth hour I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, thy prayers heard, thine arms are ahead in remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa and call hither Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodges. If, if you follow him, I'm in verse 32. You all line up there. I'm in Acts chapter 10, verse 32. Whose surname is Peter. He is lodged in the house of one Simon a tanner by the seaside who when he cometh shall speak unto thee. He said, Immediately therefore I sent unto thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now therefore are we all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. In other words, they said we want to hear the preaching, boy. We're here for the word of God. God has set this all up. He's got all the people here. He's got the preacher here. And you look at verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of person. Now he's, he's preaching the message that's needed, Sarah. He's not just preaching. He's preaching the message that's needed for these many that are there to hear the, the word of God. He said, but in every nation... He that feareth him, verse 35, and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he's Lord of all. That word I say you know which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost 
and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. He said, and we are witnesses of all the of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. Now remember I'm telling you, Peter's preaching the word. He's preaching as an eyewitness of what he's talking about. You know, most preachers, they will kind of bring themselves in sometimes to a message when they're preaching. And uh, he said, verse 42, And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name... now. This really registers with these people that are listening. He says that through his name, and I've told you about this word, whosoever, whosoever believeth in him shall have remission of sins. Here these lost people won't hear the word of God. And Peter says, hey, it's to you right here. Uh, all through his name, witness, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Verse 44 while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. Now we're going to have a little bit of controversy here in just a minute. But you got here a lost man wanting to know God, wanting to be saved. You got a preacher that's actually ordained of God, sin of God, already uh, spoke to by God to go with these men and, and you know to, to get this word to them. Peter's done everything that uh, he's bid to do. Cornelius has got everything that he's asked for. And now the Holy Ghost has fell upon all them which heard the word. Verse 45, And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished. As many as came with Peter. Remember Peter brought some with him. Remember back there in verse number 23, and Peter took certain brethren from Joppa and accompanied him. Well, here they are. They're astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, they didn't have their experience in Acts chapter 2. And I mean, buddy, they, 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 they were uh, you know, filled with the Holy Ghost there. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 2 that day of Pentecost they all got filled with the Holy Ghost verse number 4 it's the verse I was looking for and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance these are all Jews right here in Acts chapter 2 verse 4 now you've got Gentiles here and the Holy Ghost is poured out upon them and the gift of the Holy Ghost verse 46 for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry a certain day. Now I told you there's going to be a little bit of controversy here. These Jews here, uh, they, they all received the Holy Ghost. Now the Holy Ghost has fell upon these, these are Gentiles here. And it fell upon all of them. And uh, the reason I wanted to spend a little while right there is there's a lot of confusion about speaking in tongues. I've never spoken in tongues in my life. I've been around a bunch of people where they did or where they didn't. I don't know. I mean, I have to admit, I've been in the presence of the people coming up with all kinds of gibberish. But I've also got a friend been a little bit more places than I have. 
And he was in service one night, and it got a little bit out of hand, and people got up and got to speaking along the lines of what we're talking about here tonight. And one man in that service stood up. He knew the language. And what I'm saying here tonight, I want all of you out there to listen. He knew the language of what was being spoke. The people speaking did not even understand what they were even saying. But he did. And when he interpreted what they said, they were ashamed of what they said. Because he interpreted and said what they just said was Jesus Christ is a bastard. Now that's what they spoke not knowing. So when I say about tongues, let me say this about tongues. The Bible says that tongues were given for a sign. A Jew has to have a sign. And there were Jews here. Remember Peter brought some with him there from Joppa. And here they of the circumcision, verse 45, which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because it on the Gentiles was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. They acknowledged that, verse 46. They heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. So when I say that tongues are given for a sign, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 22, says, Wherefore tongues are given for a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. But he also talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22, about the Jews require a sign. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22, For the Jews require a sign, and tongues were given for a sign. And uh, here, uh, these Gentiles are speaking with tongues, and they're magnifying God. When I said that I've never spoke with tongues, let me give you a reason why I've never spoke with tongues. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Look at verse 30. Do all speak with tongues? I take that to mean that everybody don't speak with tongues. There's some people believe you got to speak with tongues to be saved. Well, just to clarify the air, first of all, I told you I've never spoken in tongues. But not only that, here's Paul here. And he says, have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? I mean, I'll just tell you, I've never spoke with tongues. And uh, not only that, Paul went even further in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. In verse 18, he said, I speak with tongues more than y'all. He's talking to a church at Corinth. He said, how be it, in verse 19, I'd rather speak five words of my understanding than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. Amen. So I just wanted to clear that up about the tongues. This, this witness of the Holy Ghost, these Gentiles speaking with tongues, was not only acknowledged by these circumcised Jews. See, they are the circumcision. Those are Jews. They acknowledged that. They were astonished at that. They could not believe what they were hearing and yet God did it. And here Peter said that because that on the Gentiles was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God then answered Peter can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. Now let me say this about speaking in tongues I probably got some people mad out there right now, but I don't mind. Be honest with you, I'd rather have anybody mad at me uh, than God mad at me. Amen. Let me clear the air here real quick. In uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse number 10, it says, And ye are complete in Him. I don't have speaking tongues. I'm complete in Jesus. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't have to speak in tongues. I, I don't have to cast out devils. Uh, I don't have to walk on the water. I'm complete in Him. Well, let's, let's back up a little bit. I want you to know who Him is. It says verse 8, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Now, we're talking about Christ here verse number 8. He said, for in Him, talking about Christ, I want to clarify who the Him is. For in Him 
dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him. Again, we're talking about Christ, which is the head of all principality and power. Now, let's go one, one step further here. Come on, Eddie. Oh, I'm in the wrong book. No, I ain't this right book. Bear with me here a minute. There it is. Verse number 11 of Colossians chapter 3. And I'm going to underline that. I'm tired of not finding that. In verse 11 of Colossians chapter 3. But Christ is all and in all. That's why the Bible says, Whoso has a son has life. Whoso have not the Son of God has not life. It's all about Jesus. Like I said, I, I'm so glad not only do I know Him personally, but I'm also glad that uh, He knows me personally. We'll come on there in just a second here. But uh, hold on a minute here. Oh, get me an ink pen or a highlighter. Well, you can quote the verse, but I want to read it to you. <clears throat> Found it. 1 John chapter 5, verse 12. He that hath the Son, again, talking about Christ. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. It all hinges on Jesus. Now, when I say it all hinges on Jesus, the Bible tells us to examine ourselves. I've mentioned this last time, but I don't want you to miss heaven. In Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, examine yourself. Self-examination. Whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves. Know you not your own selves. How that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Well, Cornelius, he got it. It rocked the boat of these Jews. They were astonished. They couldn't understand it. Peter puts them on the spot. Verse 47 says, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Peter already had the Holy Ghost. He commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Uh, we're again trying to clear uh, the subject matter of salvation. A lot of people don't really understand it. The best way to understand it is to get saved. Amen. I didn't understand it until I got saved, Sarah. And when I got saved, I had to admit my eyes got open and the birds sounded prettier, sun shone more brighter, just everything after getting saved. Right. And you know it takes a little while to grow. Peter said as newborn babes in Christ desire the sincere milk of the word you may grow thereby. You need to grow. You need to stay in the word. Right. Uh, the more you stay in the word, the more that Holy Ghost in you is going to be stirred up. The more you're going to know. And uh, I'll just tell you th these Gentiles here I don't know how many was with Cornelius. But it does say the Holy Ghost fell on all of them. Verse 44. It's kind of good to be where it's at. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can be in a, a dead church like a funeral service. And the Holy Ghost probably won't be a million miles away. But I was listening to Brother Eric shout. And I was just shouting. I've been listening to Brother Bob Malkin up there in Ohio shout today. And I heard that good singing. Standing on your tiptoes and singing. Brother Patrick Eric singing there, you know. I, I'm telling you, the singing, the shouting, the Holy Spirit, it's all of God. That's why we can't help. I tell people, when you, gain, when you get the can't help us, don't worry about it. I'm just telling you. Uh, when God gets in it, I don't always do maybe what I ought to do, but I can't help not doing something. Amen. Amen. Uh, Sister Rita's all the time singing a song over here. There won't be nobody here but me and her. And I'll shout all over the place. <laughs> And uh, it's been good to be here tonight. Anybody got any questions about yeah. Cornelius or the Holy Ghost or speaking in tongues or anything about this? I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory. God got a man here 
They wanted to be saved. He set it all up, sent a preacher to them. They had plenty with them. And uh, Peter brought some with him. And I'll tell you what, God was in the whole thing. Peter, he, he went down nothing. And uh, when I said Peter got in trouble after that, uh, we can read a little further right here. And, uh, and he had to explain this situation in chapter 11. And uh, here come all the apostles. And, and they put Peter on the spot. And he said, what was I to do? And uh, anyway, Peter, uh, he, he, he kind of explained, you know, he said, as I began to speak there, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us. Then I remembered the word of the Lord, how that he said, John, be baptized ye with water, or baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. He said, verse 17 of Acts chapter 11, for as much then as God gave them the like gift as he did unto us who believed on the Lord. He said, what was I? That I should withstand God. And when they heard these things, they held their peace. Yeah, everybody's not going to understand. But Peter said, well, what was I? Oh, wasn't nothing I could do. He said, God's doing all this. Then they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God. Saying, then have God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. Salvation's of the Lord, Jonah said. And it's true. You ain't going to get, well you might get salvation Walmart. You run into one of God's children. They take out something like a gospel tract and say, let me tell you, God loves you. He wants you not only to get saved, come live with Him. You might get saved to Walmart. But I'll tell you what, Cornelius sent for Peter. Peter came where he was told to go. God got in the thing. All of them that was with uh, Cornelius, the Holy Ghost fell on them. All of those that was with Peter were astonished. And it was all the Lord. You can't explain God. Sometimes you can't understand God. But I'm so glad that He loves us. And I'm so glad He don't leave us as we are. I'm so glad He'll come to where we're at. I'm so glad He'll tell us what we need to hear. Do what needs to be done. And I've been on the receiving end of that. And I ain't never got over it. I don't know how anybody can. But it's a wonderful thing to be saved. Anybody got any questions or anything? I'm looking back at the clock. Come on. You want me to ask some questions? <laughs> Alright. Let's all stand then. And uh, Brother Eric, if you don't care, dismiss us word of prayer. Our God and Father in heaven, we are so thankful for what we've learned here tonight, Lord. And uh, may we take it and apply it to everyday lives, Lord. Yes. Father, just be with the ones who are physically sick of this number. Bring them back to their much needed. Help them, Lord. Morning, death. <clears throat> and Father, be with the ones who are spiritually sick of this number. Yes, bless you, Brother Eric. And then May they come back to you before it's ever late. Help them, Lord. Everlasting too late. Father, we wish that the man this day. It's in your son's name we ask this prayer. Amen. Thank you, Brother Eric. Amen. Thank you all for coming tonight. Amen. Amen.